Thanks for listening to another life-transforming message from the team here at C3 Southwest Washington. To find out more about our church, visit c3swwa.com. Well, good morning. I think we could just go home now after, <laughs> after that. I mean, yeah. Anyways, um, I have the privilege to share this morning on, um, I chose the character of Ruth. Um, it was really a challenge for me because if you, Ruth is such a short book in the Bible, it's four chapters, but it's packed with so much information and there's so much good character traits within it in each character that is portrayed in the book of Ruth. So. For me, um, to trying to narrow it down was a little bit of a challenge. It was try, it, I was trying to really reflect a good, um, solid foundation with Ruth. But honestly, if you look at you know, Ruth, Naomi, Boaz, every character has amazing traits that hit our lives in ways that I, I just was in awe of what God had showed me and revealed to me. But I'm going to do Ruth, and I'm going to, and I chose her and her story. It resembles the things that we face within our own lives. Um, how much her story can be a blueprint into our future. It, it really portrays the things that her story, the things that we can walk through, our relationships with friends, family, businesses, and um, even just to finding our own purpose. Ruth is a great reflection of the character of God and how he wants to build his character through us. So in Ruth, um, the story is about um, a family, Naomi and her husband and her two sons that leave the town of Bethlehem of Judah and go into, um, the t they travel to Moab because in that era, it was a time of famine, um, it was dark. It was right after Judges, so it was in a really dark time in the Bible where there wasn't a king, there wasn't a lot of law. People didn't follow laws, rules. They kind of did their own thing. So to find a family that is trying to figure out their own way, you know, they kind of walked away from God. They left the Promised Land. They left Bethlehem into Moab to find food, you know, to start a different life for a while. And in doing so, Naomi and her husband, her husband died, and she was left with her two sons, and they married um, Moabite women, and Naomi and Orpah, and this, that just kind of sets the stage of where they're at, you know, and they were there for 10 years, so imagine 10 years of life with her, Naomi and her two sons and their, and their wives, and they're doing life, they're living, they're experiencing things, and tragedy strikes again, and and her sons die. So at this point, Naomi, knowing her past in Bethlehem of Judah, that she knew her past, what her, what they, what you know, where she had came from, and now she wants to go back. So she decides to take her two daughter-in-laws and go back. So Naomi takes Ruth and Orpah, and they head back to um, Bethlehem, and they decide. And she, along the way, basically. Um, Ruth stops, or Naomi stops and says, listen, you guys, you know, I'm going to release you. You can go back to your hometown, you know, go back to your father's, your parents' house, and you can get married and have husbands because there's no way. I don't have anything to offer you but God. I have, that's all I have. I can't, I'm never going to have sons again. I'm never going to be able, you know, you're not going to have kids. We're not going to, you know, have anything. And she was kind of 
in a very, very sad place. Mind you, they're grieving, they're, they're without food, they're without homes, they're women. At that era, there wasn't like they can go out and just get a job. Yes, they could work, yes, they could do those things, but it was harder when they were away from, basically, their hometown of Bethlehem. So it, things were harder. So Naomi decides to go back, and in this moment, this is where the character of Ruth starts to develop, and it can reflect in our lives. Where, But first, I want to pray. Lord, I just ask right now that you would just impact us with the character of Ruth. Lord, that you would set a standard for us to look up to, Lord. Lord, that we would find a place in us that would speak the characters that you are showing and revealing in, in, in this demonstration of Ruth's life, Lord. Lord, that it would be impactful to us, Lord. Lord, that we would be honored to resemble and reflect from Ruth's life and her story. And we just thank you in Jesus' name. So in this, you know, Ruth married into the Christian family. Ruth is, is an example of us as being, you know, sinners. And she got married into the Christian family, you know, a J Jewish family. So that gave her, you know, the knowledge of reading the Bible because it wasn't written then. It wasn't illustrated at that moment, but she married into it. So like when we ask Jesus into our lives, that's what starts and begins to build our relationships. You know, so she had 10 years with her relationship with her husband and his family, and then life happens and her characteristics start to unfold. So her first character trait is um, determination. In the Ruth 1, 16 through 17, it says, don't plead for me to abandon you. She's speaking to Naomi, her mother-in-law. Let me return and, and follow, and not, or let me start over. Please, let, or I, don't plead me to abandon you or to return. Do not follow you for, for, for wherever you go, I will go. For wherever you live, I will live. Your people will be my people. Your God will be my God. Where you die, I die. Where you are, and there I will be buried. May the Lord punish me and do, and do so severely if anything but death separates me from you. So right there, she was already making a bond with Naomi. She was setting a standard for herself. She was leaving everything she knew to follow Naomi, to leave, especially in the time when her husband's died, She's left, she's leaving the land that she knew, her comfort zone. So in this separation, <clears throat> Ruth made up her mind to follow Naomi to Bethlehem and leave, live amongst people of God rather than return to the land of her father in Moab. Ruth already had put her life on the line, you know, and set, you know, she left her father. She left everything that made it comfortable for her. So in this, the, you know, the character trait that is inspiring is how she chose God and family, just like Jesus chose us. And he died for, you know, to lay down his life for us. Basically, Naomi's walking that out, you know, and she doesn't even know it yet. You know, she wouldn't even have seen it at this point. But in that, it, built, it started a character trait that she laid down everything that was comfortable, everything that was familiar, everything that she felt that she could hold on to in a really hard time. She laid it down. And so she was determined to grow in what she had learned in her faith in God. She had, she had become 
you know, she had learned about God through this family and this relationship that she was building, and she was determined to follow it out, to see it all the way through. So sometimes in our life, we are faced with crossroads, death, loss of jobs, loss of houses, loss of food. These are all things that she faced, but also we face today. I mean, we're kind of in a really, you know, in a fallen world. It's not perfect. It's, it's really hard and humbling. But um, in this, um, Ruth had a choice. She could let things that are in front of her weigh down, weigh her down and walk away. She could have gone back to what she was comfortable in this time of grief and sorrow. No one would have blamed her. You know, um, no one would have even, you know, thought twice. You know, she was grieving. You know, she, plus her life would have been easier if just going back to what was familiar. I mean, how many times do we say that? Life would be easy. It's just, I can go back to what I know. It's familiar. No stretching, no pushing. <laughs> Anyways, God's really stretched me in this, the whole learning about this whole theory because um, I, I don't know if you guys have ever heard of um, the book, um, Purpose Driven Life. A quote out of that book what, that I read was, life is about character, not about comfort. And how many times is that, you know, we want to always speak about, oh, well, that's not comfortable. That's not something I want to do. That's, I just won't do that. But it really speaks of our character when we can move outside of our comfort zone and, and into a place that, you know, we're growing and stretching, you know, and that really spoke to me in her determination. She was determined. And that's just one aspect of where she started. But the next thing was humility and honor that really spoke to me through Ruth. And some of these scriptures were in Ruth 2.2, Ruth the Moabite said to Naomi, asked Naomi, in that era, this is Naomi, she, they, they're back in Bethlehem now, they're back in her hometown, and in that era, you know, um, <clears throat> she showed respect to Naomi by honoring her and asking permission to go out into the fields and glean. So in this she asked, will you let me go into the fields and gather or falling grain behind someone that who might find favor. Or Naomi answered her and go ahead, my daughter. I mean, she that was humility. You know, she could have just thought, took it upon herself to do what she wanted, but she really wanted Naomi's blessing. But not only that, but she wanted to honor her mother-in-law in this time. And then the second was two, ten, ten through eleven. This is when she had been working in the fields, and Boaz came back. And if any of you guys want to take look up Boaz and a character for business, for relationships, for honoring and respect and building business, that's the guy to read after. You want to read Boaz. His character is just amazing too. But in this, you know, she in two ten through eleven, she fell down and bowed to the and bowed on the ground. She said to him, "Why have I found favor with you?" That, so that you take notice of me, although I am a foreigner. She was an outcast. She was somebody that they didn't have to honor her. They didn't have to let her glean and stuff. She wasn't part of their church, basically. You know, she's building that relationship at that point in time. Boaz answered her, everything you have done for your mother-in-law since your husband's death has been fully reported to me. How you left your father and your mother in a native your native land and you have come to a people that you didn't previously know. She is walking out an area that's uncomfortable. It's not, you know, she didn't know what to expect. She left everything that was comfortable and familiar to her 
and, and the people took notice, people around her, things, you know, the people were talking, they saw her character, they saw the things that she was doing and laying down. And so in this it says, being humble to, is often misunderstood as being weak or, you know, low self-esteem. Um, in reality, being humble is to think of yourself less often and often more of others. You can seek to be to recognize is the value of others and serve them first, without distinguishing or d diminishing your own value. So in that, that really spoke big to me. You know, you don't you, you, humility is hard sometimes. It's hard to let go of things that you know being vulnerable. You know, I I deserve or I should be able to. You know, it's hard to just say no. I'm honored. I, I get I get to. You know, and seeing shifting our perspective into a, in a, into the posture of it's it's an honor to serve. It's an honor to be able to respect my mother-in-law in a way that you know I didn't know I should or could. And that's the way that we should treat the people that we come in contact. It's an honor to serve. It's an honor to be able to speak into their lives and to be what they need us to be. Ruth sought, Ruth sought first and foremost to serve and support her mother-in-law. She didn't did this with great respect. She lean, lear, leaned, learned of the relationship of those that, of the people that she work, worked with in the field. She gathered, she, I mean, they honored and respected her. She respected them. Um, she didn't feel entitled to get hers, you know. She didn't think they owe me, you know. Yeah, I'm struggling, hello, I need a handout, you know, I deserve. No, she went in with humility, and it was an honor to be able to gather and glean in the fields and provide for her family. She, you know, she was she um, she went expecting. She didn't go in with expecting a handout, but rather a heart of submission to those authorized and a strong at work ethic. She d she did not um, go unnoticed. I mean, the people around her noticed they noticed what was happening what was taking place all around her the things that we do day to day doesn't go unnoticed you know the things that we do at work you know the things that we do behind closed doors they don't go unnoticed God notices and he knows our hearts and in this brings me to you know her the hardworking and courageous are the other ones Mind you, I had to really shove a ton of characteristic traits in because I couldn't settle on one or two or three like I was supposed to, so I kind of mixed them all together. But really, it's because I didn't want to leave them out. I didn't, I, I mean, there was so much in Ruth to be able to, that God really dealt with in me that I really want people to see in me. I want to be a hard worker. I want to be courageous. I want to be determined. These characteristics are just the surface of what I really feel like God is stretching even in me, and I just hope that this is something you guys could find in you. But So in Ruth 2.17, she said, Please let me glean and gather amongst the sheath these after the reapers. So, that, so she came and she con continued from early morning until, until now, except for a short rest. So this is, this is um, Boaz had asked the um, guy that was over the field, you know, who is this? You know, and how long has she been here? What's happening? So this is 
her showing that she came and she asked him to glean and she's been here working hard right along with everybody else mind you this is not normal for her this is not what she would have been she wouldn't gone out to a field to work normally this is not something that would have been probably even comfortable for her you know she's working and gleaning all day in, in a desert I mean it's not like it was you know winter and you know it's the harvest time it's right after the cool weather so it's right before the heat so it's really hot and um then the, uh, another verse was 2.17. Um, so Ruth gathered gain into the field until evening. She, she beat out what she had, had gathered, and she, it was about 26 quarts of barley. I mean, so not only did she go and gather it all, but she also had to beat it all out and to separate it from, you know, the stems and the, 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 the uh, yeah, <laughs> Dave, thank you. But um, so yes, um, even doing that, I mean, that would not have been a normal thing that she would have learned. So she would have had to been watching, paying attention to the people around her and taking notes and just, I mean, that's a lot of work. That's a hard work in those times that, you know, to um, work all day and then to separate it. And then, I mean, that was a lot. I mean, 20, 20 some quarts of grain, barley, you know. So the, that really spoke to me about her hard work characteristics. I mean, she didn't give up. She didn't quit. She didn't take a ton of breaks. She worked hard. That was a lot of grain to gather in that time. Um, and she showed up every day. So not only that, but I also, the, the, the last verse I wrote, um, it's, it's hard to probably put it into the place of what, the setting, and I'll try to do my best to do it justice. Um, this is... In Ruth 3.9, I am your servant Ruth, she said. Spread your corner of your garment over me, since you are my guardian redeemer of our family. This is what she had spoke to, to Boaz. So not only was she working hard, but she also took some advice from her mother-in-law, you know, of, of in, in this time, you know, how to um, even fulfill her life after, you know, her husband had died, you know, and she's coming back and working hard for Naomi, her mother-in-law, and now to fulfill her own life, her mother-in-law has given her some um, rules to follow. This is kind of what happens. This is how you, we get redeemed here in our land. This is what, this is, this is the protocol and what you would do. So she went to Boaz and pretty much asked for his covering and his protection over her and um, in that time also, that was also a courtship, you know, that she chose him to, to be her redeemer, kind of like when we choose God to redeem us. You know, we, we choose to, to surrender our lives to him and to walk in that relationship. Um, so Ruth was no slouch. She worked from morning to night every, every day during harvest season without complaining. Truth is... I'm not sure I could have done it. And I'm, I'm not sure I could have worked that hard. I, I'm not sure that I would have had the endurance to withstand, you know, what she went through. I mean, she lost her whole family, everything she knew, and then walked into a place and laid everything down and worked hard. She put her head down, did her job, did what she was supposed to. And, um, you know, the servant... Let's see if I can find my place. Um, the servant in the in, in the change uh, oh, in the the servant in charge of men and the women in that time 
um, in the fields, they all took notice of her diligence and her hard work. We are example of the people that we are to the people that we are around. Ruth did her work unto the Lord and did not complain or did not look for applause or others to um, to acknowledge her or she didn't feel entitled to you know the benefits of it. She um, she got more than what she could imagine in that time. In this time, you know, not only was determination, humble, honoring, hardworking, and courageous some of her characteristic traits, but Ruth's faith was activated. In this time, her faith was activated. She declared, your God will be my God. You know, and that was in Ruth 1.16. And she was committed to trust him. God does not disappoint Throughout the story, it unfolds her journey, how he provides intimate care and is evidence. As, you know, she was, she had abundance in grain. He was giving her safety and protection. Mind you, in that time when you gleaned in the fields, you know, you were subject to, you know, rape, murder. I mean, there were things that happened in that time. There was no laws, but Boaz, being a man of integrity and honor, he gave that to her by allowing her to glean in his field. So, she, so God directed her into a place of safety. God directed her to a place of um, abundance, more than she could have ever asked for in that time. Um, and then finally it ended in marriage. You know, she ended up marrying Boaz. So our character traits you know, in guiding and following in what God has for us leads to the ultimate, you know, I mean, things that we could never imagine that our characteristic traits um, really represent is ultimately our purpose in our walk through God, you know. And um, so in the story, not only does, um, you know, she find grain, safety, you know, food and protection, but she also finds her kinsman redeemer, a redeemer that sets her family into emotion, a life that she would have never have had without laying it all down, without being determined, without, you know, hard work, without her characteristic traits. Um, and this led to ooh, the birth of her son. I mean, her son is, this, is the great-grandfather um, of David. And David is the lineage of Jesus. This is where we get Jesus, our kinsman redeemer. And that is the story that God wants in our characteristic traits is to lay, for us to lay our lives down and to, to pick up the characteristic traits that he sets before us that we read in the Bible. He wants us to lean into him as our kinsman redeemer. And in that, um, I really feel like God just wants us to start looking at our own characteristics and take away the characters of what the Bible has really set before us. And you know, just finding our purpose and our place in our character traits. And look, I did it. Um, <laughs> yeah. I just want to pray one more time, you know, that I just want to pray that each and every one of us can look at ourselves in a way that God would find honor in us, 
that God would start to grow and to stretch our character traits to honor and reflect him in each and every area of our lives. Lord, that in our jobs, in our families, and in the people that we come in contact with, Lord, that every hard moment, Lord, that our character traits would still represent and reflect you. And we just thank you and we glorify you in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for listening. To find out more about our pastors, leaders, and what we do at C3 Church, visit our website at c3swwa.com.